Hello and thank you for joining us again today for Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We're going to continue in our studies of the scriptures. And we're going to, our subject today is going to be about uh, the seed of God and how that the word of God is trustworthy. It is trustworthy. What I mean by that is that as we go deeper into the scripture, as we become familiar with the word of God, and then we apply it to our life where we see how that the, the patriarchs of old or the elders of the Old Testament and those of the New Testament, the one thing that all of them had, they had the confidence, uh, the uh, belief in that the God that promised was able to provide. And although uh, Adam and um, Noah and others of the Old Testament, uh, the, the uh, Abraham and, 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 and more, as you, we read the scriptures, remember, they didn't have a Bible to go by. What they had was they had a, a word that was spoken to them either by dream or uh, many times an uh, angel came and appeared to them. Others, uh, God might have spoke to them out of, uh, out of, out of, out of, uh, into their minds or into their hearts or even a voice out loud that they were able to hear. But my point in saying this is that the word of God, again, is trustworthy. And if we allow ourselves to, to read it, to meditate on it, and let that word become a part of us. And that's what we, I mean by we're going to study the word of God as a seed. And I, I like to catch on this today by saying, if you don't like what you're producing in your life today, if you can look back and say, you know what? I see a pattern or I see things that are in my life that I'm not pleased with. And I know that God is not pleased with. So how can I get rid of them? I want to tell you it is the word of God. If you don't like what's growing, if you don't like what you're producing, check your seed. And I will guarantee you, as the word of God says, that God is not a man that he should lie. He promised us in his word that, that we would have the best of life. And whenever you hear people, and here we hear people in our day, we've had so many false prophets and so many false preachers and so many uh, uh, people have come to fleece the people of God. Uh, to make money out of off of them and to use them uh, as a as a ATM. So whenever the preacher talks about money today, uh, many of the saints they draw back because they say, oh I've heard this before I've heard this before, and I want you to know that in the scripture, giving and receiving is a part of your salvation. Even the word salvation or sozo, which is is in the Greek, uh, in in uh, I believe it's Greek or Aramaic I believe. But my point in saying that is, in the, uh, for the New Testament believer, giving is a part of our salvation. Because receiving is the major part of salvation. And we all know the familiar scriptures uh, that's written in the book of John 3.16, when uh, John said that uh, God so loved the world that he gave. So God gave. He gave his son as a seed. Uh, Jesus said, unless the... Uh, grain of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. And what he was saying was, unless I am taken to that cross, if I'm not, if I'm not nailed to it and lifted up to the earth and then deposited into the ground, he said, then I abide alone. Because what he was saying was, I've got to go through the process of the seed. And we're going to go, we're going to start out in Genesis. We're going to take this over as time allows, as far as we can in, in, in today's lesson. But I want you to know that the word of God is a seed that will produce blessing. It will produce 
healing. It will produce uh, deliverance. It will take you to places that you could never imagine. The scripture plainly says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good thing God has prepared for them that love him. And Jesus said this again. He said, uh, if you love me, you keep my word, then you are those, if you keep God's word, then you are his disciples. If you keep Jesus' word, that's what makes you a disciple. When not only do you go to the, uh, you go to the altar and you, wherever the altar may be, you can get saved in the bathtub, you can get saved in the club, you can get saved in the church, you can get saved driving the car, wherever that place may be, wherever you, uh, uh, the spirit of God and the spirit of submission comes upon you and you give your heart to God, that's your altar there. But what I'm saying to you today and, and for us today is to know that word that was deposited in you at your day of salvation, at your moment of salvation, it was planted by someone. It might have been a message you heard on the radio or TV or saw on the Internet, but where, wherever you got it from, that's the word that was uh, watered by your faith. And then we all reach out by faith and say, Lord, here am I. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, I receive you as my son. Forgive me of my sins. And I trust you to not only have you forgiven me, but I'm a now a part of the family of God. See, that's what a word will do. That's what the seed will do. It will change your life. The word of God will change you. And that's why God works. He works on the inside out. And see, religion wants to work from the outside in. It's concerned about how you look. It's concerned about how much money you make. You know, in many churches, the one with the most money sits at the front, the poor in the back. You know, God forbid uh, uh, somebody from the streets, uh, alcoholic or an addict or whomever may come into the church, you won't get anywhere close to down front. Maybe you want to be saved, they will cart you to the upper deck somewhere if the church has the same. When there's no love in the church. But what I'm saying is, when the seed is with us, God loves churches, no matter how big or how small. It's the church that has the love of God being exemplified, not only being preached, but being lived by the people of God. So when the lost come in, when the hurting come in, when the broken come in, it's the love of God that will draw them. The scripture says, it's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. It's not the beating on the head because you this, you that, you broke, you, 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 you did this, you did that. Every sinner know they're lost. I know when I was out in the world and doing my thing, I knew I was going to, oh, I was going to hell. I knew that I didn't have a relationship with God, but I also knew where my help was. I just didn't want to go. I wanted to do my thing like so many. We all have our thing that we like to do. But when we finally submit, we see that it was the, the old life, the old way is nothing compared to what God has for those that love him. So, again, let's go now to the to the scripture. And I want to just talk again about and our subject today is if you don't like what's being produced in your life, check your seed. If you don't like what uh, the things that you're saying, uh, the life that you're living, the way the direction your family is going, check the seeds that you've allowed, the seed that's been implanted into your heart and that you've allowed to grow and things that become rooted, whether it's bitterness from uh, how you grew up or how you were raised, whether it's bitterness from the relationship, whether it's your marriage or that boyfriend 
or their girlfriend or, or whatever friend it might be that where there might have been past abuses where you know sometimes people just born into 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 a life to where they just can't understand why God why did you allow me to be born in this drug house in this uh uh where everybody's an addict and I grew up an addict because my mom and dad were addicts. I became an alcoholic because my mom and dad were alco alcoholics. That's all I saw was drugs, and uh, and this was not uh, this is not my my past. But yet, in my past, you know, we all got things in our past, and that's what we want to do. We want to keep the past behind us. Scripture says, "Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new." If any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. That's Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Why? Because the seed is in him. The seed is in her. And she now can look and say, that's what I used to be. Yes, the world can tell you what you used to do. What you used to say. How you used to act. And when you, after the, the, uh, the seed has had time to grow and, 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 and the word of God, and when I talk about, I say seed, when the word has been allowed to grow into your life, we receive it, we, we nurture it, we care for it, we uh, begin to loose those things which once held us, and we just begin to eat as much word as we possibly can, meditating on the love of God, on, the, on how he, he sacrificed his life and loved us when we did not know how to love ourselves. But yet we looked and saw, Lord, this is not working. There's an old adage that says, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. I think it was one famous uh, uh, mathematician says uh, that, that if you continue to do the same thing, you're going to get the same result. As an old country saying, said, if, you make, if you make four rights, you're going to always end up at the same point. You just keep making that same right. You keep, you just go in a, in a square. And every opportunity you can make a right, you make one in most cities, you're just going to go around the block and come, right, come around and turn back. But you got to go a different direction. If the friends that you have now, that you are constantly uh, find yourself in bad situations, you, you know, you, you're getting speeding tickets, you know, you go out clubbing, and the next thing you know, you lose your, you, you know, you get caught drunk driving today, you lose your license, you lose your job. You lose your credit. You may even lose your family because now you're in jail. You could kill someone. So if you keep making bad decisions, you're going to get bad results. But the word of God is able to turn your life right side up. The word of God can turn your life right side up. So let's go into the message today. So we know that every good thing in the kingdom starts with a, with a seed. Everything, good thing in the kingdom starts with a seed. And that seed being the word of God. In creation, in uh, the book of Genesis, 1 and 11, uh, when God began to speak and, and he spoke to the seed, he spoke to the, um, uh, the earth-bearing seed, he spoke to the fruit trees. He even spoke to Adam and Eve in that same first chapter, around the verse 27 and 28, when he told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. It all began with a seed. And I'm going to read some of these verses to you in uh, Genesis 1 11. It says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding seed after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. 
So what the scripture is saying is the ability to multiply, the ability to grow, the ability to reproduce was already on the inside. And that's why I said earlier that we, our change comes from the inside out. The world wants us to change or the church wants us to change or religion. I won't say the church. Religion says it's from the outside in. But God says it's from the inside out. When Jesus said old things are passed away, if you get saved today and you look in the mirror tonight, you will see the same person. You will, uh, your hair will, unless you dye it, your hair will be the same color. You will be the same height. You will be the same weight. But what the change will be is on the inside. That old wicked spirit that was inside of us is replaced with the spirit of the living God. And the things you used to do, you won't have a desire to do anymore. Yes, you're going to still make mistakes because you got to grow with the word of God. Your spirit, he's ready for heaven. But your, your soul and your mind, will, and emotion, you've got to feed on the word of God to let that inside work now begin to work on your spirits, your, your, no, your, rather your, your, your heart, your mind, your will, and all. And when you begin to get that mind and will aligned with the spirit, your soul is going to follow, your, or rather your flesh is going to follow. Because we are two-part spirit and one-part flesh. We have a, we are two-part spiritual, rather. We have our spirit. If you're born again, you got a born-again spirit. And then you have a soul, which is made up of your mind, will, and emotion. And then we have our flesh. See, I started from the inside out. God changes the spirit. Then the word changes your mind, will, and emotion. That's why Jesus said it's not the thing from the outside that man takes in his mouth that defiles a man. It's what comes out of the man that defiles him because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaketh. Meaning that if we have filth, we have uh, all the evil of this world, we have all the things that we went through and we just regurgitate it and throw up on everybody around us, that's because we have the wrong seeds on the inside. We have things that have grown up in us, the bitterness, the anger, the, uh, 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 the unforgiveness, all of these things have grown up and they got to be rooted out. But how they are pushed out of us is through the trust and belief in the word of God. See, you, I'm amazed how God changes things when I see another aspect of my life that needs to uh, be submitted to grace and be submitted to under the blood of God, uh, the blood of the, uh, of the whole, blood of, of Jesus, and allow the, the Holy Spirit to teach me. And that word automatically changed me as I yield to it. See, you can't change what you don't know. It's sort of like uh, uh, you, 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 you get up in the morning and you don't know whether your hair is combed or not. Well, it's not combed. But you don't know how your hair look, looks unless somebody tells you or you look in a mirror. The word of God is a mirror. And when we look into it, that's where our comparison must be. We must look into the word and say, okay, I'm, uh, I, Lord, I'm, 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 uh, I'm failing in this area. By your grace, I trust you. I trust you as I eat this word and I meditate upon it. My life is going to change. I receive your love in this area, Lord. Jesus told Paul as he was, was, was 
tormented by the, by the evil messenger of Satan, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for my strength and they work made perfect in your weakness. What he was telling the apostle Paul who wrote uh, the majority of the New Testament, he was telling this mighty man of God, I got you. Why? Because he was telling Paul, even you have got allowed the grace of God which is in you, the seed of God, the word of God, it's going to take you through if you trust me. And that's what I, my, I'm, as I lay the foundation today, this is the seed that God wants to grow in all of us. He wants the word of God to uproot, to push out those ways of the old man. Your spirit man, he's ready. But that mind, will, and emotion, as long as you're on this earth, you, go, you got to deal with your flesh. And the only way to deal with it, well, I'll put it this way, the, majority, the way of, of, of change to come into your life is you taking in the word of God and then you meditating on it and allow the change to take place. It'll take place without you, without you trying. It's going to take place by you believing. Yes, we need to fast. Fasting uh, brings our flesh under subjection. Fasting will help us even with our faith. But when it comes to God, fasting doesn't move God. Fasting changes us. It allows us to focus, refocus. And we're going to get more into that as we go forward. But there are many things that seek to choke out the word of God. To cover it up. And whenever you we hear, we all have been to church and got a, heard, a, uh, heard the pastor, the, uh, the speaker for the day, give an outstanding uh, message. And we say, oh, my Lord, I see where I need to come up. I see where uh, some things been revealed, Lord, that I need to deal with. But as soon as we leave the church, somehow we lose that enthusiasm. We lose that, that, uh, that uh, motivation to make that change. Because we allow every, all the things in life, all the things we see, all the things we hear, begin to pull at our time. And we don't take time to let that seed grow. Again, our spirit man, he's ready. But while we on this earth, you got to, I got to deal with Eric. I'm going to make it personal. I've got Eric to deal with. I got, I got his attitudes to deal with. Some of them are not holy. Don't point. You got the same issue. You got you know you you know you better than anybody else. Some of us we 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 deny that we need help, but everybody needs help. The preacher needs help. The deacon needs help. Choir members need help. Uh, members in the pew needs help. The mother, the father, the husband, the wife, the children, the aunt, the grandma, grandpa. Everybody needs help. The word of God is available for us so that we can take in the word. And the Bible says we are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. We are cleansed by it. That's why it's important. If you don't like what you're seeing, if you don't like what, what you're hearing come out of your mouth, if you don't like your response. See, you can, you can uh, grab hold and harness your emotions by the word that you take in. Emotions are choices. We choose to get angry. You can, or you can choose by how you um, uh, value what people say. You can choose to react or you can choose to keep silent. 
All of that can be controlled by the seed that lies in us. All right, let's go further. So we go down to, um, now we're going to talk a little bit about what the seasons or what God has, has, God has promised us about the seed. He said in Genesis 8.22, he says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will not cease. She said, preacher, what does that got to do with what you're talking about being the seed being the word of God? The seed, again, affects your prosperity. It affects your, uh, it affected your salvation. But even now, I believe that, I believe that when you are saved, nobody, no devil, no uh, demon can take your salvation from you. You are the only one that can reject, uh, that can, uh, uh, put your salvation in jeopardy and that's by you rejecting what God has done for you. If you lay hold to Christ and, and keep your faith in him, I don't care how many uh, 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 trials or tribulations may come your way. If you stand in the word of God, I don't care what Satan brings. He has no authority because if he did, you never would have got saved. He can't stop you. It's we who allow him by the seeds which grow. We were allowed to grow in our hearts to contaminate us. But I want to tell you today, saints, we have the ability to uproot and to push out those things by the grace of God, to push out those uh, uh, evil emotions, to push out those evil thoughts, to push out that depression, to push out that unforgiveness by taking in the love of God and receiving it. And when we realize how much, just think about what it would take if your worst enemy is someone that just cursed you and, and spit on you and slapped you and did everything they could to, to uh, demoralize you and to ruin your name. And then it comes a time that where a decision comes. So here's your friend. He's going, he's going, no, he, no, here's your enemy. The one that hates the very ground you walk on and wished you were dead. They're going to hell if you don't die for them. I can't say that I would do that. But Jesus did. I can't say that. And if I would have died, I would have just been another dead person. But Jesus, because he lived a sinful life, sinless life, but he took on sin. He became sin, but he did no sin. He, he took on sickness. He took on depression. He took on cancer. He took on uh, uh, pedophilia. He took on every evil thing that you can imagine. He took on drug addiction. He took on lying, cheating, and adultery, and fornication. Every sin. The Bible says he became sin. Yes, he became sin. He didn't commit sins. He became S-I-N for us. And because he did it, we are free today. So going back to what I just read about while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. The most important part of this verse is the first sentence where he says, seed, time, and harvest. What he's saying is, 
the planting of the, of the seed. Time of germination in the earth. That's meditation on the word of God. And then a harvest where it blooms in your life. Where you see that work that took place on the inside of you. Where you see what God has done. Where people look and say, what did you do? Did you lose weight? No, I, I, I didn't lose weight. What happened? Did you, did you, uh, uh, did you cut your hair? Did you, uh, uh, man, you got, you got a new, you got a beard, bro? What'd you do? You, 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 uh, you got a new girl? You got, you, you know, you, you uh, uh, I know you're single, you're married? They can't understand the change that's just, uh, uh, when we allow Jesus to interrupt our plans and say, Lord, I will not be a mediocre Christian. Just a dad I do Christian. You know, those are the church goals. They just go to church. Yeah, they pay their tithes. They just come to church and go home. Come to church and go home. Come to church and go home. And you can live this life as, as mediocre. But you know what? I refuse to live a mediocre life. Just living. And that doesn't mean that you got to go out uh, in, uh, in and of your own strength. But it means that you're willing to hear God and to follow his direction. And you love God and you love your neighbor. That loving your neighbor means I'll treat you like I would want to be treated. Not how you treat me. And when we allow the seed, the word of God, time for us to mature and to let that word grow in us. And we walk the walk and we talk the talk. And then the harvest, for we see the peace of God flowing on the inside of us. I believe it's Philemon 1 and 6 that as you have so received Christ, so as you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. If we would we all receive Christ and we all receive salvation by faith, and we trust him. When you get saved, the Lord doesn't stamp, uh, put a save across your forehead. He doesn't stamp uh, a save on the back of your hand or in your hand. But it's the hidden man of the heart. That spiritual man. That new creature. That puts a smile on your face. That's that, that, that spirit. The sp your spirit is not an uh, 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 infant when you are born again. He's full and mature. The Bible says that he is... Is, is we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That Holy that Spirit that's in you is sealed. It's ready for heaven. But again, I go back. What we got to work on, what we'll be talking about over the next few weeks, next few um, uh, uh, sessions, is about allowing the Word of God to grow in our heart, the seed of God. Because I say again, if you don't like what you're producing in life, check your seed. I pray you got something out of, out of the word of God today. Father, I pray for those who have heard us. I pray, Lord, that they would consider the things that we've said today. I pray, God, that, and thank you for them. I pray, God, for all those who, who are listening. God, for their financial picture. Some of them have lost their jobs, oh Lord. They've been laid off. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We declare blessings and favor upon their lives. Lord, we rebuke 
poverty. We rebuke, Lord, lack. And we speak the word of God over them. We speak uh, uh, the thing that Jesus said. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receive. And we ask you today. We declare those walls broken down. That phone call, that email, that text of you've been hired. We declare over those lives today. For those who are suffering in their body. You are the healer. You are the deliverer. We pray in the name of Jesus. Your mighty hand of healing touches them even now, Lord. From the top of their head to the soles of their feet. They are healed, holding well. And finally, for those, O oh Lord, who don't know you, whether in the depths of the prison, whether they're in a, a, a psych ward, or they're at home lonely and all by themselves, along if they're driving along the highways, Lord, and they hear this podcast, I pray, Lord, touch their heart even now. For you touched it for them to hear. I pray that they ask you to come into their life. We thank you, Lord. You've forgiven them of their sins. You wiped their, you, you, you wiped their slates clean. And they proclaim you as Lord and as Savior. We thank you in the name of Jesus. All is well. In Jesus' name. Amen.